are listening to the Heavy Metal Hangover, where the beer is always cold and the music is always heavy. With your hosts wearing jeans and leather, not Cracker Jack clothes, Rex and Duff. Welcome to another episode of the Heavy Metal Hangover. My name is Duff. My name is Rex, I think. it's It's been a while, so I'm trying to remember here. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks and it is entirely my fault. What was it? It's been a while. It's been a minute. Been a we minute. didn't do the last two weeks, man. And it was entirely my fault. For the uh, two weeks ago, I, basically I had two weekends in a row that I had to go back to Erie, Pennsylvania. Um, I just had some some family-related things I had to do. Um, Nothing bad. And, uh, unfortunately, they both had to happen on the weekends. Consecutive Because weekends. they had to happen on weekends, it meant that I couldn't do the show. That sucks, but we have made it clear that when we brought the show back, we are willing to not do an episode from time to time instead of, you know, trying to figure out how to record at 3 o'clock in the morning on a Tuesday night before we both have to go to work in the morning. Uh, believe it or not, we are we are both, you know, employed um, and Gainfully you know, employed. We're not, on work rele- we're not on work release or anything. Um, yeah, so, yeah. No. So we did we, we did have a friend of ours. We did have a friend of ours who used to date a woman on work release. Yep. Remember that? Yes, I do. We just called her prison chick. Like, she didn't have a name. I don't even know what... I don't know what her name was. I actually... I don't think I ever knew what her... I don't think he knew what her name was. <laughs> he might have... <laughs> no, I remember like, like seriously, and I won't, I won't even mention... It was not Vinny. This is not a Vinny story. This was someone else. <laughs> it's not a Vinny um, story. Of all the terrible once, Vinny stories, this is not one. For once, it's not a Vinny but story. He actually introduced us to this girl as prison chick. I, I, it was great. I, and it was mainly great. The, I mean, I, look, man. Not that many cool things ever happened to the two of us. Like, we have some fun stories, right? But neither one of us had many rock star moments. You know, we had friends of ours who had rock star moments. And, um, so, uh, hold on. I'm still recording. Sorry. Um, we had some little hang up there. I don't know. Anyway, I'm still here. So I'm over here now. I'm over here now. So anyway, let me get back to what I was saying. Sorry, I, we, we thought we had a little moment, but I think it worked. So uh, we're back. Anyway, yeah, I, 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 never knew, I never knew her name. But the, the, the story that I was getting at was not that many rock star moments happened to the two of us. It's just That's just how we are, you know? Uh, we played in a band, but other members of the band got all, you know, they got all the bumper. And, you know, we did radio for all those years. But let's be fair, being in radio doesn't really make you cool <laughs> it doesn't although but we did get a free fr- six pack one time we did we did it was killian's irish red that was about all we ever exactly got from being on the radio was a free six pack no no that's not oh well yeah the other one was because we were in a band um we got something for being I, in a I, band no yeah at, but it was okay so we were at the radio station hold on I'll, and i'll get back to prison chick in a minute so at the radio station, this, this one this one woman showed up and she gave us a six pack, which I mean that's cute. I mean I appreciated the six pack. I mean, 
a six pack is not nearly enough for either one of us. But you know, hey, it was a good moment. Let alone for both uh, of us. She, and then I'll, I'll never forget the other time. It was early, early in our band's time together, and we were going to play this show. And I won't get into more details, but there was a uh, there was another local band that was kind of running the thing. It was a complete the show was a complete mess, but whatever. Uh, there was another band that was running the thing, and they came down to the radio station to talk to us about doing because we were doing our radio show at the time. They came down to the radio station to talk to us about doing the show, and as the guy left, he reaches over and lays a nugget down on the table. Down on the table. I mean, like not like a chicken nugget. That would be way cooler. <laughs> I could have actually <laughs> used that. Nugget, I'm not man. allergic to chicken nuggets. Yeah, yeah. Dude, how cool would that be? Like, someone gives you one chicken nugget, like, thanks, bro, here. <laughs> but no, he, dude laid this gigantic nugget of marijuana down, and you and I are looking at it going, well, okay, and we yelled for our other friend, I guess you can have this. <laughs> and it was like neither Christmas, so like, he, his eyes lit up, and oh, yeah. grinning oh, yeah. ear neither to ear, us, I mean... One of- I mean, I, I don't. I don't think it. there was anything else you could have given him that would have made him happier. No, no. Well, prison chick might have been able to do a thing, few things that could have made him happier. But nah, I don't even no, know you, about that. You know, true. truthfully, actually, I don't think that's true. No, he would have rather had the nugget. Yeah, he would have. Um, but no, the only the like one of our few rock star moments. So, so there was the time. There was the time we got we got the six pack of Killians. There was the time we got the nugget, which neither one of us wanted. But again. I appreciate the gesture. Absolutely. And then there was the time when Prison Chick came down to the radio station to hang out with our friend, and she decided to take her shirt off and totally press him right up against the window. And we're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, we weren't <laughs> expecting it. We just we just looked over and we're like, oh, there Neat. they are. Neat. And How the worst that? part was, was they were, they were like, okay, you know, it's one of those things you see in movies. Well, the kind I watch anyway. <laughs> it's one of those things you see in movies. Like, I have never in my entire life, and I don't even like. I, I don't even think this happens. Like, no woman in in real world takes her shirt off and presses them up against glass, like they do in movies. Like, it's a movie thing, right? You know, they'll be like, "I'm in a shower," and they just squeeze it. That just doesn't happen. It just it makes for a good shot. I don't know why we're talking about this, but it makes for a good shot in a movie. Uh, but it totally happened, and we're just like. Well then, you know, <laughs> like, but it was it was a little victory. Um, we we don't have many victories, and was, <laughs> we uh, don't uh, have many victories. <laughs> <laughs> and and in fairness, it was only a victory because a friend of ours was with Prison Chick. Um, but this is these are true stories. <laughs> we we I, uh, don't have many victories. <laughs> no, we have, see the thing is we have loads of great stories, but most of them are just things that happened around us. That, you know that that's you know it's funny because. I think that's very vicariously through some cool people, though. But I think that's very common because, um, well, we have cool stories that things happen to us, too, but those won't be talked about on the show. Um, But it's funny because, you know, Scott Ian's whole entire book is like stuff that happened around him. I, I feel like. I feel like there, there's a couple like, like Danny Spitz and Danny yeah. Spitz on the line outside. Well, exactly, but like you know, because Scott all through the '80s was sober. He didn't touch drugs. He didn't touch alcohol. Nothing. Like he was he was sober uh, the entire '80s, which is one of the reasons why his books are so awesome. Because you read like Ace Fraley's book, and half the book he's like, "Well, this is what I'm told happened. I don't really remember it." 
Um, but you know, you read like somebody like, like Scott Ian's or Paul Stanley's, they remember everything because they were stone sober. So, but I think sometimes you get the best stories when, when things happen around you, because half the time when things happen to you, it's like Vinny and you don't want anybody to talk about them <laughs> or they're humiliating well, I, stories. Well, plus when, when things happen to you, there's, there's that level of you, re- of your own brain wanting to remember it possibly different than it happened it just, where... it's like that scene did you ever see beer fest yeah where the guy has the he's picturing himself at the party and he's being all slick and then you see like what actually happened and he's like hey he's like stumbling around and like drooling on himself and stuff <laughs> that's exactly right it is but i mean and look and i i know that everyone's mind changes memories and it just happens you know but on the other hand it's a little different when you're a spectator and oh for sure it was always more like um i mean even like all those years we were in a a band crazy stuff happened but 99 percent of the time it was around us it was two other guys in the band or it was at the venue we were playing at or it was one of the other band like crazy stuff happened around us seemingly all the time um rock star moments certainly didn't happen to the two of us um yeah we we, <laughs> we still don't have rock star moments happening to us so. no 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 what what i mean what can we say for on this show like on three i think it was three three non-consecutive occasions <laughs> no on, on three non-consecutive occasions like three different people have sent us naked pictures, not even naked, like boob pictures of their old ladies. Because that used to be a running thing on the show. We would tell people to do that of them or their old ladies. We we've got a couple first. We've got a we've got a couple first. You know, first first person <laughs> before. Sure, but you get what I'm saying. It happened like three times. But let's be fair. Like, you don't have to have a podcast to be able to just get people to show you their boobies. Like, I mean. It's not like a big thing, <laughs> you know. What I mean? Seriously though, I mean, even that was just a running a running joke. But no, we we uh, I'll tell people all the time. Like you were in a band, certainly you got no. I didn't. No, no. Yeah, we were also in a metal band. It's like it's like Scott Ian said. Um, and I I think I can say this on the show. One of the funniest score- stories Scott Ian t- tells is when they were out on the road and they'd go to strip clubs. He goes, you know, we were in we were in Anthrax. We weren't in Motley Crue. We weren't leaving with strippers or anything. The only thing we were leaving with was boners. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> that's that's like my all time favorite Sky Dean. He's like, we're we're just, the only thing we're leaving well, with is boners and empty wallets. <laughs> well, that that was on that that was on that VH1 show, and the reason it came up was because he was hanging out with with Evan Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, who was married to, you know, an adult film star. And so he's he's sitting there being like, yeah, I I I I shoot the F films, you know. I make I make uh, I make Menza films, and he's like, yeah, dude, we would go to strip clubs and just, you know, <laughs> leave. leave. Um, <laughs> That's the best anthrax because it's only anthrax. We would go to strip clubs and then leave. <laughs> well, boy, well, I bet I you mean, got some wild stories. Yeah, dude, this one time we went to a strip club and then left. <laughs> Well, let's 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 say this too. Like, first of all, first of all, everybody in Anthrax is like four foot nine. Okay, 
It doesn't didn't stop Danny Spitz from having a line. They're they're like they're, they're like that band like Little Kiss or whatever their name is. <laughs> Sorry, that's probably a horrible thing to say. <laughs> but I mean, dude, they're they're and, and Anthrax. Look, there's that debate. Oh, they shouldn't be in the big form. Yeah, but realistically. No one else in a thrash band other than, you know, Metallica, Dave Mustaine, and fine. Were really, they were big, but they weren't. They were headlining their own were, shows and they were selling out big venues. They were. They were selling out big venues. But they also, Joey Belladonna is not the kind of guy who in 1987 would just be somewhere random and everyone's like oh my god because he doesn't they're all just little guys you know it's not well, like slayer when i mean carrie king walks into a bar and like clearly he doesn't look normal because <laughs> he's know? got stupid like, tattoos what i'm saying everybody's is the guys like look at anthrax. that guy's stupid tattoos you know the thing about the guys it, in anthrax were normal looking guys they were all small Anthrax, as popular as they were, they weren't like household names popular. But and I mean, and they're 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 not exactly like none of them are really big personalities on the street either. I mean, they're all kind of chill guys. You know, they're yeah. not like people that were going to announce. They're, they're not going to announce their presence in a room. You know, the thing is, like Pantera. Like, if you didn't, if you had no idea who Dimebag Daryl was, there's no way you didn't notice him. You know the thing about it is though, are not that way. The thing about it is though, if you look at if you look at uh, we we always look at things through our own lenses. Meaning, we think about like, dude, if I was sitting at a bar and Carrie King walked in, that'd be so cool. But you have to understand if you know, and I'm not talking about Carrie King today. Let's talk about Carrie King during that era, like Carrie King 1987 or 88, where he's just a guy with long hair. Like, if he was to walk into your average bar in an average town and no one in that bar listened to Slayer, no one would care. You know, like, we think about it now as, oh, my God, can you imagine if... Also, I'll actually say Jeff Hanneman. If When Jeff Hanneman was alive, he went into a bar. Chances are you might... If, he, if it was a metal bar, you'd see people say, oh, my God, you're Jeff Hanneman. If it was literally just like your neighborhood tavern, on average, he could probably just sit there and no one would say a word to him. Well, yeah. I mean, look at like, like, um, like a guy like Gary Holt. You know, when he was in Slayer, it got his face out a lot more than it used to, and a lot he's more recognizable now. But like I said, the guys at Anthrax not only were they not household names; they were big. I mean, they could play big stadiums, but like, they weren't celebrities. They weren't like the guys in Motley Crue, who, if you don't listen to Motley Crue, you knew who they were. You know, well, or but, and 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 Tommy Lee walks into a room; he doesn't look like. He didn't look like the average dude sitting there. Like, you'd look over like, that guy looks like he's famous. You know, Danny Spitz, come on. his Dude, you're going to look at, who's the guy with those goofy bangs? You know what I mean? Well, like, Charlie, Charlie, Charlie looks like the most, like, random guy ever with an asshole chin. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that word, but I there's no other <laughs> word for it. Like it, but that's half the. He's so he's so much cooler because of it. I wish I had I mean, one I of those, dude. Like, like I, if I could get any picture in the world, it would be Charlie and Vince McMahon. <laughs> Just <laughs> so it could be like, like, dude, could you imagine that? Like, dude, if it was, um, if it was Charlie can blow like, his nose and wipe his ass attitude. at the same time, <laughs> well, dude. If it was, if it was late nineties attitude era WWE, well, it was F at the time. 
could you just imagine like the Vince McMahon and Charlie battle of the asshole chins? Like it would be awesome. Dude. That would have been the greatest match in history. But <laughs> hopefully Vince didn't break his legs when he's walking out to the ring. Well, <laughs> tear that quads. That, that was the funniest video in the world where Vince I know. Yeah, blew he's out walking. both his Dude, quads. Dude, he didn't leave. And he down no, and everybody who watches that video who's had who's like an athlete is like, I can't believe he just sat there and didn't break character because that is one of the most agonizing injuries you can have. He must have been in absolute, like, pure, like, agony. Because, and he didn't even, like, break his character. Because say what you want about Vince McMahon, he never expected his wrestlers to do something he wasn't willing to do himself. Yeah. But, you know, in I fair. mean... Go, and go actually, and- when guys would... Like when you had guys like Mick Foley and The Undertaker going too far. Because you know that, like with the, the, the Hell yeah. in the Cell match. Sorry, they're just going to mention that. Dude, everybody knows about this. Come on. Like everybody, I don't care who you are, you know about this. The, the Hell in the Cell match with Undertaker and Mick Foley, like Vince McMahon comes up to Mick Foley at the end of the match and goes, I want to thank you for everything you did tonight. And if you ever do it again, I'll kill you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he didn't want them doing that crap. But anyway, yeah. So, but, but that would I mean, be great, right? Char- Charlie has an asshole chain, and it's yeah, amazing. But I mean, like, it's, I don't it's think funny. I've ever said that word on here, but you can't refer to it's a butthole. It's not. It's an asshole chain. I'm sorry. <laughs> but I mean, seriously. That's a like, PG 13 word, dude. We don't drop the F bomb. But I mean, look, I mean, the bot. You they, can bleep it if you want to, but I'd Well, no, it. we'd have to bleep whole. <laughs> like, that, that's what they do on television. They don't bleep ass, they bleep whole. <laughs> Well, okay, then I'm sorry that I have to ha- that you now have to bleep it like three times. So I don't care. I'm not bleeping anything. Um, nobody's listening, anyways. Um, no, but I mean that's what you know. Anyway, so you're right. I mean, going back to what we were saying, we we have a lot of funny stories that happened around us. We've shared some of those stories back when you know one of our one of our listeners. I don't even know if he still listens, but one of our listeners back in the day started a Discord, and we used to have sort of meetups and stuff before the show, and and you know BS it was before. Fun. I miss that, it was fun. I do miss that too. Um, well, I don't. I don't know if we can ever get anything going like that again. Uh, you know, it's funny because we lost when, when we rebooted the show. We lost like I don't want to say a lot of people, but we did lose some people. Um, we lost a lot of people. But I mean, I mean, our our like the number of streams we ha- do. We lost thousands of st- like our 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 numbers are. Dude, I don't follow our numbers, but I'm talking. We are like 25 percent where we were before we shut the show down. Well, we upset some people, but more than we upset some people, are the show went away, so they weren't subscribed anymore. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look, I mean, it it happened. It happened. I like, mean, the the true heavy metal fan, the two heavy metal hangover fans are still here. You're not fans, you're listeners, but it doesn't really sound any. But you have to say true heavy metal fans, you're here. But um, uh, I mean, you know, I mean, I don't know. Like I said, it's. I've always said, well, you know, we always have said we'll do the show if if two people or two million people are listening, and it will be done the same way. So, um, I don't know, like, especially if especially if there's two women that listen to this. show. Well, I mean, there probably are only two women who listen to the show. So, um, well, no, yeah, but you know what though? No, the thing is though, there are women that listen to the show, but they're like women at a Rush concert that are only there because their boyfriend dragged them there, and they're like scowling the whole time. <laughs> Dude, I used to love that that the guys in Rush would say, "Hey guys, do me a favor, leave your girlfriend at home. It's okay. You can leave her at home," because they would they would always talk about how there'd be women in the front like five rows and they'd just be scowling the whole time because they didn't want to be there. <laughs> like guys, leave your girlfriends at home. 
I always love that scene with in the in the the one YouTube video where they're like, "Hey guys, I saw like four women tonight." All right, <laughs> I know that's great. Dude, like I, I to me the way I the way I look at this show is there's probably like guys who are in the car and uh, their 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 girlfriend or wives or whatever are in the car and they're like, "All right, look, we're gonna listen to the heavy metal hangover in the car for a little while. I promise when we're done, we can go home and watch a chick flick." Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> uh, God, I, I swear to God, um, it's a, it's the kind of thing. Like, <laughs> I I just see it in my I see it in my head like all the time. I just do. Um, no, sorry, I just burped. It it happens, folks. Um, you know. <laughs> Oh man, it's just I uh, can you I could I could literally see it happening. You know, like <laughs> no, well, uh yeah, look, look, honey. We're gonna listen to Heavy Metal Hangover now. When I get home, we can watch your favorite we can watch the wedding planner, <laughs> whatever stupid chick flick they wanna watch. Um it, it's gotta happen. It's just I know I I know that conversation has happened, and the entire time the show is 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 uh, is playing, like they're just scowling, and every once and when the show's over, they just they look over at their they look over at their boyfriend and go, "Do you really think like that?" <laughs> oh God, I picture this all the time. I do. Do you really think about my my boobs that way? <laughs> Just see it in my head. It's awesome. Oh God. Anyway, I don't know what I'm talking about. It happens. <laughs> ah, okay. So, um, yeah, I don't know what the hell we're talking about, but funny stuff happened around us. I think was the was the point of the story. Maybe I don't know. Um. Anyway, uh, I think I think we have some ideas of stuff to talk about tonight. Um, maybe. Uh, why don't we do our picks of the week, or should I say pick of the week? There's only one. We, It's very rare that our pick of the week is the same. It's happened a few times, but it's very rare that our pick of the week is the same. Our pick of the week this week is the same. Well, <clears throat> because it's awesome. There's actually a lot of stuff I've been listening to because I've been trying to get caught up on the year. Plus, a lot of the vinyls that I've been waiting for to come finally came. Um, but uh, one of the biggest vinyls I got last week, and I finally... You know, put it on my turntable and listen to it. I listened to it a bunch. I listened to it in my car. It was Nervosa's new album, Jailbreak. And, you know, I've been a fan of Nervosa. I, 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 I jumped on with Nervosa about, uh, I hopped on the Nervosa on about Agony, um, which was their second album, I believe. Um, and I, I've been a huge fan since, you know, then, I, then of course they broke up. Well, they didn't really break up, they split. And Preka stayed and continued with Nervosa. And of course, Fernanda and Luana well, went to Crypta, and then they went. And Downfall Crypta. of Mankind was her album of the year. Or the year it came out. Um, I don't know if it was my think, album of the year. I think it was in my top ten. I don't. I definitely don't think it was my album. I, of the well, year. if it was at least it was high, it was at least something. I, I remember it being a big record for you. Either. Yeah, but I mean, it was a good record. But so Crypta, you know, Crypta split. They you know, we had. We're sorry, Nervosa split. We had Crypta and we had Nervosa. Um, disappointed, you know. But I mean, I have to admit that first Crypta album, Echoes of the Soul, was awesome. Um, the, 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 the perpetual chaos came out with Nervosa. It was okay. 
Um, you know, so it's interesting because there, there's a little thing I kind of want to talk about when it comes to this album, because I'm sorry, I am not comparing Nervosa and Crypta because they are both female metal bands. That is not it. I'm comparing them because they are Crypta came from Nervosa. Half of Crypta was in Nervo was was three uh, two thirds of Crypta. So, you know, or, or, sorry, I'm getting all screwed up. Half of Crypta was two-thirds of Nervosa at one point in time. So, you know, Nervosa started off as a power trio, and, you know, they split. So the only reason I'm comparing these bands, it's got, you know, because I know some people are going to say, oh, just because they're female bands, you don't have to compare them. I compare them because they're from the same band. Like, they all got their start in the same band, and they split. So I'm sorry, but it's no different than if you were to compare Bruce Dickinson's solo album to the last Iron Maiden album when they were together or Halford's solo album to, you know, uh, uh, or like a fight album to the last, to the last Judas Priest album. There's no difference. Of course, you're always going to, you know, when a band splits and forms two different bands, you're always going to compare those bands. It's just, it's just nature. It was Preka's band the whole time. Yeah. Um, But, well, I got the feeling Nervosa was more of a group effort. And then when they split, it became Preka's band. I, I just mean like Preka was a, a, was there before any of the other ones were. Before Sorry, Fernando was, was there, Preka was there. I was sl- I was uh, chugging beer. Um, so th- okay, so <clears throat> I will say this: Perpetual Chaos by Nervosa it was a decent album. I love the song Rebel Soul. You know, it's, it's you know I love I love a couple of the songs on there, but that first Crypt album was just insanely good. Um, it was just so good. Uh, Echoes of the Soul. What's well, interesting, it, like, like like Downfall of Mankind from Nervosa was amazing. Yeah, it was excellent. And then, and then Crypto put out that first record, and it was amazing. Right. And you know what? I hate to say, I I hate. Can I just say this though? That. And look, I think Preka is amazing. I mean, I do. I think she's amazing. Di- I I don't want to say this because it's going to sound like, uh, but I'll I'll tail this back around when. So you had Downfall of Mankind, right? Which was this just mind-blowingly great album. I mean, it's a great album. Then Fernanda left Nervosa and started Crypta and put that first record out. I don't think I was the only one who was like, who felt like Nervosa lost what the magic was. Well, that's what I meant about about, about and, perpetual and, and in chaos. fairness, I do think Nervosa took a bit of a not not that not that not that perpetual chaos is not a good album, but it's not as good as the album before it, and it's not as good as the album after it. It felt to me like Fernanda left, and it was well, it was like you know Bruce Dickinson leave. I mean, maybe not to that level, but it was like you know Bruce Dickinson leaves Iron Maiden, and it's well, like, well, the, he's the, putting out better stuff than Iron Maiden is. The difference was though, it wasn't just Fernanda that left; it was also Luana. So literally, Preco was left completely alone. Yeah, which it, it felt to me like, oh wow, well, all the good parts left. Clearly not true. I know Preco is amazing, but it just felt like that for a little while. It, well, it did, and you I'll, know, I'll say, like, oh wow, man, Crypto's killing you. I'll say Perpetual Chaos, you know, again, it was a decent album, but that first Crypto is, you know, you are, again, we're always going to compare them. It's better. Now, I will say this about this. You know, I got the new Crypto album and I listened to it. And, I, you know, I, I'm i not I'm not saying it was bad, but for me, I was just kind of like, okay, it's not bad. Um, but it didn't do it the first, the first album, the first time I listened to it was like, oh my God, like, 
I can hear so many different influences here. So that's the difference, I guess. And I'm not going to turn this I into thought, like my I, I review of the last magic. crypt. I'm not going to turn this into like my review of, of the new crypto album because that's not what I'm talking about. But the first crypto album, I was like, I can hear all of their influences, but they don't sound like any of them. This last album, I think they were, in my opinion, trying to try. They had a vision and they tried harder to achieve the vision than they did to write the songs. So I, I, I could be wrong, and people are probably right now jumping up and down saying I'm full of crap and I don't know what I'm talking about. Whatever. Not saying the album sucked. I'm just saying I listened to it a couple times, and I was like, I didn't get that same, like, whoa, like I did on the first album. Now, on their Vosa, on the other hand, I literally put, I got the record, uh, I think it was last Wednesday or something like that, got the record, put the needle on my turntable, and literally within the first three chords, I'm like, this album wins. It just wins. Like this that, album. That's, from, that's exactly how I put it to you. Um, I, I sent you that message. I, I, I literally no, sent no, you. No, no, and, no. And I literally sent you the message. Forgetting. I was like, well, the new Nervosa just blew the, the new Crypta out of the water in 10 seconds. Right, right. And my, I, like I said, I, I dropped the needle and I messaged you because I was going to say it wins. Like I, I know for a fact that's what I, I'm not saying you didn't say it too. I just mean I, that's exactly how I put it. I said I dropped the needle in three seconds and I'm like, well, that wins. And the thing about it is, look, I'm not saying the, the, like there well, has to be a winner and a loser here. Like I'm not saying, well, no, crypto no, sucks and they lost. Like, but what I'm saying is, I don't mean it wins against crypto. I mean it wins, like it wins the medal. <laughs> like, I, and, the, and this, the this album, is, this is going to be a top three album for me. I guarantee it. Um, it's got some I, stiff I, competition I would, from Cryptopsy, and it's got some stiff competition from you know a couple others that I've that I'm still listening to and still percolating. I would, I would say that, and I'm going to throw this one out. I know there are bands that make my top 10 every year, like seven or eight of them. I don't expect to be on most people's lists. I just don't. I know, like, if I put a new album by Redemption on my list, I'm aware that that is a band that I'm super into, but most people aren't. But every year there's one or two that we that might be on my list that are just the great albums from the year. And you, I actually, I will be really surprised if Crypto doesn't make a lot of people's top tens. That being said, I would be surprised if this doesn't make some top tens. I am aware that most of the suck-ass metal magazines and all them they write about stoner doom bands more than they write about anything else. I am aware that if Bong the Ripper and Dopey Dopes, whoever, pot smoker bands put out a record, they all whip their skippies, right? I get it. And I'm just, I'm poking fun. Whatever, whatever you're into, man. But... There's, you know, there, there's just, there's some types of metal that are more popular with the younger crowd. You know, your, 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 your deathcore bands are going to get a little more attention. Your extreme, super technical death metal bands, your gent band, like those kinds of bands. And of course your bong smokers, they get a lot of attention, but I think Nervosa, it, it, it might be my vote of out of everything that might be on my top 10 this year, it's my vote for the record that I would recommend most people if they're making a list this year listen to this one. 
Like, I know there's records on mine that I'm like, I, I'm not going to waste my time with because most people are just not going to be the thing. And that's cool, man. It's it's mine. We, you know, when we make our top tens, we never say they're the best albums of the year. We say they're our favorites, unlike everyone else. Unlike Loudwire, who tries to pretend they're the authority on anything. I don't know how that's the case. Um, they're the authority at figuring out how to put politics into a metal site. That's all they're good at. But I would seriously say that the new Nervosa... I think anybody who doesn't listen to that record, I, I mean, if you're into metal, that's heavy at all, right? I, you, know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think you have to necessarily be into one style of metal. As long as you're into metal that's on the heavier side, dude, this has got to be on your list, man. Yeah, it's so- got to be on your list. No, I mean, and yeah, like I said, you know, it's it's, it's it's a very good album. I've listened, and it's been one of those albums that I've been listening to a lot. It's I didn't just listen to it once or twice; like I've had it on almost consistently for like the past week. The, off the, and on. this but album is, I, I will say that this is New Testament record caliber. Like it's good; it's really freaking good. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, but again, you know, I I don't want to compare crypto to them, you know, just because. But I will say that you know. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be a comparison that's gonna happen. Um, the guitars in this are right up front; they're in your face. The riffs are awesome. I do, you know, I got to give credit. This is the first time that Preka did vocals, and she did a great job. Um, she did a great she, job at vocals. She had done vocals like in the early days, but I don't know if she ever did them on a record. No, she never did them on a record. As far as I'm more Fernanda, unless it was on their very 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 first album that's been out of print for forever. Um, but on Agony, when, I know it was I remember Fernanda. when the band started before Fernanda was in the band, she did vocals. So it's not like she's never done vocals before, but she was never their vocalist. So I mean, yeah, they got another guitar player. Like this year. I mean, it's, it's recent. They they got another guitar player, but either way, she sounds great. Um, she, you know, truthfully, I, I really like, I really I, actually I'm, I'm kind like of upset she hasn't been and, doing it the whole time. I think she's amazing. Yeah, and you know, you know, well, you know, I'll be honest with you. As a, as a guitar player who, who, who used to be tied to a microphone, I totally understand um, I hated doing vocals for like the first year we did it in our band because I, as a guitar player, it's not that I couldn't do both at the same time. It was one of those things where I hated always being tied to a microphone. I hated always having to like be in at a certain place at a certain time in songs. So I get why she would probably want to not do that. But, you know, at the same time, she fits the, she fits the album very well. So I gotta be honest with you. Jailbreak is is one of those albums where if you like Nervosa, if you've never heard Nervosa, it's a great album to jump on with. It 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 blew Perpetual Chaos out of the water in my opinion, and and I liked Perpetual Chaos, but this album just is is it's a total package. You know what I mean? It's sorry sorry to, sorry to say this, man. Downfall of Mankind's awesome. This is their best album. Yeah, I would honestly say it's Jailbreak's probably, their best album, and and, and I say that because it's it is the total package. It just, it hits it like, like, okay, Downfall of Mankind is a well-played, really well-written album. This, to me, is just, we've been doing this for a while. This is us. It's just, it fires on all cylinders. It's recorded really well. Iox, I had said I had some issues with, with, uh, with Crypto's, with the recording of that record. I'm in the minority here. Most people tended to like it. This record... The guitars are right there in your face where I want them to be. Like, I do. Th this is a ball shaking record. And it really is. I am telling everybody when you play this record, drop the needle, hit play, whatever, instantly. This album will instantly grab you. 
the, the opening of the first song. And there's no long intro. It's just boom. It just, just, it's immediate. What a great, what a great way. To, it's a great way to open a record. I'll say that. Like, you know who Nervosa is five seconds into it. You get it, you know? That is a band establishing who they are and how good they are damn near instantly. I love it. I, I really do. And I think it's I think it's awesome. And I think uh, I think everybody should give it a listen. Normally, what, uh, sometimes what I, my picks, my picks are the same way. Like, I'll be like, oh, this is my favorite album this week, and I'm aware that 99% of our listeners, it's probably just not their thing. I mean, there's always a couple people that like it. But, dude, this one, oh, I can't. Like, it, it, might, it, it probably isn't going to be my number one, only be, uh, number one album of the year, only because there's one sticking in my head that I was obsessed with for a long time. But I don't know. That might change. This will be top five. This, this could be in the running for my favorite album of the year. I don't know. It's good. It's, it's, really, for, it's really freaking good. You agreed? So, anyway. you know, I want to, you know, that's our pick of the week. Uh, we have the same pick of the week this week, Nervosa's Jailbreak. And, you know, the, the topic this week, we've been doing pretty freeform content for like the past, you know, for like, couple years i mean we we haven't done a lot of list episodes um we've done a couple tough choices to catch up but we haven't done in a while what you haven't done in a while is a year episode and what i mean by that is talk about a year so we're gonna go back back to the decade of slasher movies that had boobs and 80s panties and you know when when a when a slasher movie was you know something you go to and hang out with your with your buddies it is halloween season which is why i bring up the whole slasher movie thing when you know it was it was spandex versus denim and leather though, though, it was though there wasn't a friday the 13th movie that year no no it was 80 and 82 or 80 it was 80 81 82 84 there was no yeah that's um which is sad yeah but what are you gonna do um but yeah so we're gonna go back then we're gonna talk about the year 1983 um we i'm gonna look up any horror movies that come out that year horror so uh, Christine came out that year. Oh, I love Christine. It's one of my favorites. I know you love, know you love that movie. It's, it's actually one of my favorite Stephen uh, King books too. Uh, yeah, it was like a it was a Stephen King year more so than. Wow, there wasn't any good like slashy boob slasher booby movies that year. Let me look. Uh, I'm gonna look. Well, I mean, there there probably were, but I mean, it's it it wasn't uh, it, it wasn't the the big, the, the big booby movies. Cujo, nice. Deadly Spawn, nice. No, there's some cool movies. I just mean it wasn't a, it wasn't a movie of like, wasn't a year of uh, Jaws 3D containing that that featured the most realistic final shot of the shark ever committed to film. I mean, you watch the scene where they're in the glass control room and that shark, seriously, look it up on YouTube and that shark's coming at the screen. Seriously, you will jump out of you will jump out of your seat and hide under the couch because it will feel like that shark is coming right at you. And it's it, well, it's, it's like it's like in uh, Back to the Future 2. It's like and, and yet 
when the shark, you know, comes down on him. Oh, Psycho 2 came out. I, that's a good one. Sleepaway Camp. Well, There's Sleepaway a nice camp. slasher yeah, that came out. Something yeah, that, yeah, something Sleepaway Wicked This a, Way Comes is one of the most underrated, because I know it's like a kiddie film almost, is super underrated as far as a movie goes. Twilight Zone, the mo- Videodrome. You want to watch a screwed up, weird movie featuring James Woods? Videodrome. So there's a, there a lot of good stuff that came out, but you're right, there was not a lot of... There was not a lot even, of the typical even, what you even, think of '80s slashers. You know what I mean? Even even Sleepaway Camp doesn't have any nipples. There's like a, there's like a half shot, but there's not. Well, Sleepaway Camp's got something else. Which just watch the movie. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. There was not a lot of slashers. I mean, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street hadn't come out yet. It would come out the following year. And and really and truthfully, you know, after Friday the Thirteenth, you know, well, Halloween kicked it off. Friday the 13th ran with it, and then after that, it was just, you know, from about 84 till, like, until Scream came out, basically, it was just, slasher movies were just what ha- what came out. You know, it was just so... Well, they were they were cheap to make, and they made money. I mean, they, they, they had a captive audience. Well, I mean, come on, Friday the 13th was only made to capitalize on the success of Halloween. Well, it, the they, they, they flat out they like, flat out called it a Halloween ripoff. Literally, Sean S. Cunningham said, "I want to rip off Halloween." When he was making Friday the Thirteenth, which is why, and, and all they did was like, "So take take Halloween, uh, add uh, add more gore and more boobs, and we'll just at least seriously, that's what they did." And you know, it's it's and and make that's why and make so the many mother of the it. killer. It so basically, designed. it was like if you took Psycho and Halloween and threw it in the blender. Basically, what it was. So the first Friday Thirteenth. Then I love those movies. So don't get me wrong. I'm, so do I. You know, there. I mean, I have a whole wall dedicated to Jason Voorhees, like right behind me. So the first seven are great. Um, part eight is not good, but it's entertaining. It's got, you uh, know it's got JJ in it though. I uh, Jason goes to hell. I just I remember watching the dude eating the heart. Like just, I would rewind it. Just, just rewind it and watch it all over. It just I kept watching it. It's so funny. To me, the, the so best funny. part of Jason Goes to Hell is where, where Kane Hodder calls him a pussy. <laughs> so Jason I, Jason possesses a dude and walks out, and Kane Hodder, who plays Jason, said, ah, he was nothing but a big old pussy anyways. And then he turns around and kills him. <laughs> fun movie. But anyway, so 1983. But, but no, you remember J.J. from Jason Goes to Hell, right? Or not Jason Goes yeah. to Hell, from, from, from uh, uh, Jason Takes Manhattan, right? The chick with the pink yeah. flying V guitar. Yeah. She ruled. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Trust me. There's not many... Duff, Duff would have been all over <laughs> Let's Let's be completely fair, right? The leather jacket clad women in horror movies. You have JJ in uh, Friday the 13th, uh, Jason Takes Manhattan, and then you have the girl in Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Three. Was she in three? The punk chick was in the the chick who 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 like in her dreams became like the badass like no, not who I'm talking. Oh, about. Oh, you're talking about the one who lifted weights. Um, yes, yeah, yeah. So I was thinking, I was thinking about the chick who. No, no, yeah, I'm not. No, 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 I'm not talking about. And I'm, I'm bad. Not her. That's not who I'm talking about. See, I thought you were talking about um, her. Uh, I can't remember the character's name. What was it? Um, uh, Debbie. Yeah, she was the one who who turned into a cockroach. Yeah, but she had she had big hair and a leather jacket. Automatically awesome. 
Right. Automatically awesome. Not not the uh not the uh what a rush chick. <laughs> what a rush. What a rush. Um, um no, I you're, you know, <laughs> so anyways, like, you know, the 80s look you and I have a fondness from the 80s. It, it's really unfortunate because neither you nor I were old enough to truly enjoy the 80s. You and I lived through them because we were basically raised on MTV. So we would, we, we I, I feel like we experienced the 80s without experiencing, we experienced the 80s like a kid who stands outside of a concert, like a bar, a concert Actually, at a bar with his nose pressed up against the glass. Can I, can I, can I go full circle here? Yeah. The 80s didn't so much happen to us as much as we watched it happen. Right. Well, that's what I mean. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, we're the equivalent. Like, we weren't at the concerts, but we were able to stand back and watch other people be at the Well, concerts. we we were like the equivalent of a, of, a, of a band playing in a bar, and we were standing outside with our noses pressed up against the glass. We were enjoying it, but we couldn't take part in it. You know what I mean? Yep. So, I mean, because like I said, you and I, so you and I were, you know, we watched a lot of MTV, you know, we, 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 we watched it happen, and to, you know... All through the 90s, all we did was talk about how, oh, I love the 80s, you know, because you and I were listening to, still listening to the, you know, when everybody else had Nirvana on, you and I were still listening to Dawkins and Motley Crue, you know, like, and and that's not the only stuff we listened to. Like, yeah, we got into, like, the Testament, we got in, you know, you and I were still listening to Ride the Lightning. I mean, I was obsessed with Dio and Priest, and I still am. That's what I'm saying. Like, you and I were listening to that stuff while everybody else was, like, sitting, singing Penny Royalty and Smells Like Teen Spirit, you know, like, um, and, and, you know, not to say we don't like that stuff, too, but it's, like, one of those things where, I don't know, it's hard to explain, but, so, you know, we're going to talk about the year 1983. We've done this in the past where we take a year and we talk about some of our favorite releases from that year. Again, we are not saying these were the best albums to come out. This is not an exhaustive list where we're going to sit there and list every single album that came out. We cherry picked a select list of metal albums that came out in 1983. Some of these will maybe, you know, walk that line of metal and and there is a very loose the very loose definition of metal. Maybe you'll even say that's not metal at all. But guess what? This is our show, and I and and I decide and Duff decides what we talk about. So well, <laughs> and let, let's also say this: it is guaranteed someone will say, "But you didn't mention." And let me throw this out: the show is only so long. <laughs> um, it's long enough as it is. We're already forty-seven yeah. minutes into the episode, and we haven't even like, talked about anything like, yet. It, I, I I get it. There are going to be an album we don't talk about. I understand. You know, I mean, there were some great rock albums that year, too. I mean, ZZ Top's Eliminator, um, though I'm absolutely not a fan of The Police. Synchronicity is a huge record. It's a huge record. Um, Frontiers by Journey came out that year. Uh, War by U2 came out that year. Actually, can we both say one of Rex and I's collective favorite albums came out that year? Sports by Huey Lewis and the News. <laughs> and we can, and I say that without a hint of irony. It's an incredible album. I totally have it on vinyl, dude. The song. So do I, I. I was trying to do a metal cover of "Do You Believe in Love." Like I, I have the drums programmed. I just haven't had the patience to actually take that next step. I, I really want to do a heavy, heavy metal cover of Do You Believe in Love? I always laugh because um, the drummer from Huey Lewis in the News looked like somebody's math teacher. 
Um, oh, she's so unusable. But Cindy by uh, by Cindy Lauper came out. I'm just looking at some of the records. Girls that were just wanna have fun. And some non you know metal. And of course, uh, I, is she bop on that album? Um, don't remember. Let me look. Because that's that's uh, a song about one of your favorite. As much as I like Cindy Lauper, I'm not. I'm not going to tell you I, that I know. No, well, I'm asking. Albums. I'm not trying to put you on the spot. I'm not expecting you no, to know. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying yeah, because she was on that record. Because what's yeah, it that? Is. It is. Yes, yeah, that's about is. one of your favorite activities. Well, yeah. I mean, any <laughs> any song, any song about rubbing one off, like <laughs> rubbing about one cranking out, one out. <laughs> how did how did he put it? Our our, our friend was like. Uh, did he say rubbing one out? He goes, one off. He goes, he goes I'm gonna. He goes. He, that, he goes squeezing one off. That was it. He goes. I'm gonna. I'm gonna put something in the VCR. Squeeze one off and go to bed. That's what he said. <laughs> so I, I, I like to jokingly say I'm gonna have a wank. <laughs> I always like Peter Griffin. I'm gonna fire off some knuckle children. <laughs> oh man, I, we're gonna we're gonna uh, we're gonna go pull a Dave Junior. You know, whatever. <laughs> um, but Are I mean, you yanking me. You know, like I think that's, pr- I think it's pretty awesome. You know, I mean, it's, and I mean, it, it, it's always let, it's always there's always a slight level of it being a little bit less creepy because it's a woman talking about it. You know, if it was like if it was like me getting up there singing a song <laughs> about. Singing a song about, you know, whacking in the tool shed. Like, dude, people would just be like, they would leave. <laughs> they would just leave. I actually <laughs> read like, oh about God, that. Look at this. I actually read about that one time. I read, read a, an article. It was like, the reason the reason is, first of all, one, number one, dudes get off on that. Women don't. And second of all, I, I read somewhere where it's like, for women, it's sensual. For guys, it's violent. <laughs> like, well. like, like, women are like, okay, I'm going to light some candles, you know, Get, maybe get in a warm bath or you know relax on the bed. No, it's like guys are like look down and say scream if you want to. Wait, nobody gonna hear you. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, All I, right. I, I I think it's I dude. I mean, like I gotta tell you, you know, Cindy Lauper writing that song. You know, I think she did a lot of good for humanity. Yeah. You know, I think there's a I, lot you know, of I think, uh, like if you're if, if if you're gonna be a, if you're gonna be a rock star. And you're going to champion a cause. You know, you got the people that are like, save the children, save the whales, save the environment. She's like, squeeze one off. Like, that's awesome. <laughs> and yeah, du- Billy and Squire messages F on film. <laughs> I mean, Billy Squire did it, too. And then that's cool. Well, the, the, the stroke is about the record industry. I don't care. I don't care. Everybody knows. Stroke me, stroke <laughs> me. On. It's like it doesn't really matter what the lyrics really are. We all know it was wrapped up like a douche. You know, like there's just <laughs> Manford Man. <laughs> ah, Springsteen wrote the, the song. Light. I know that. No, but I know I mean, Springsteen wrote the song. I know it. But, but I mean, yeah, I mean, get it. You know, it's it's a uh, it's there's a lot of cool there's a lot of cool stuff. Let's let's talk about some of the metal that came out in 1983. So. I just wanted to talk about whacking more, but I guess we whacking. Uh, well, I don't know. Whacking there's pro- the there's probably bit. some stuff in here that you could bring that up with, but um, plenty. I would say plenty. Uh, but you know, I, you know, why don't we start off on the first on the list because it's worth talking about, even though it's not, even though it's probably along the bottom of what they've ever put out, and that's ACDC's "Flick of the Switch." So uh, that I, that could be about whacking it if you want it to be. I guess. I mean, maybe it is, but 
I mean, Flick it's, the switch, they, they, they're, they're, they're pro Brian Flick Johnson in particular is pro as a pro at the double entendre, you know, flick of the wrist, you know, it's, she there's a song a called deep in the hole. Smoking stack. There's a, there's a, there's a song called deep in the hole on the record. So this album, Just I saying. remember I was in a huge ACDC kick in the nineties. Um, I, you know, it's back when Columbia house and BMG were out. So you could actually, you and I would, would like go, okay, well we can get 10 albums for free and then one album, you know, you have to pay for. So we'll split the one album you have to pay for, and then we'll split the, you know, we'll 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 divide up the the free ones. So that way it worked out for everybody. Um, and I remember I I got like a whole bunch of like ACDC, you know, I got um I got but Flick of the Switch was one of them, and I and I remember saying to myself like, why did I buy this? <laughs> because look, I don't. I, I'm in the camp where I will say I don't think ACDC's ever released a bad album, meaning I don't think they've ever released a steaming pile of crap. However, I will say that Flick of the Switch is definitely near the bottom of any ranking I would ever make of their albums. It lacks. It lacks. It lacks anything. It lack. It just. It's void of anything. It, I mean, it, it doesn't have a lot of character. Even it blow have a lot of fire. Even blow up your video head heat seeker. Well, like, fly in the wall. Video, head, though, let's be fair. Blow up their video was them. That was a return to form for them. Blow up their mm. video was. You know what? Blow up the video is. Blow up your video is raise your fist and yell. What I don't I mean even by that is raise your fist and yell is an awesome record, but was setting you up for what was going to come after that. See, I, I disagree. I don't think blow up your video is a very good album either. I will say that I. Heat Seeker's decent. I, I will say I mean, what I was gonna say before was Heat Seeker's decent. If you even flick at Fly in the Wall, Fly in the Wall at least had like Sink the Pink and uh, Shake Your Foundations. Uh, Shake Your Foundations. Like th- that actually had some decent rock and songs. Flick of the Switch, just I, I you know, unless you're a, like, let me put it this way. Any non hardcore ACDC fan, ask them to name a song off Flick of the Switch. Dude, you know I what have I mean? Angus Young tattooed on my arm and I don't listen to it. Yeah. I, I honestly don't think I've listened to it more than a handful of times in my life. And and even when I do listen to it, I'm listening to it almost to challenge myself to say, I got to find something about this album that I, that I like. And again, it's not that I hate it. It's not that I think it sucks. It's just kind of like there. There, there's, there is, there's no takeaway from the record. Flying the Wall is not a great album, but again, you're right. Shake your foundations and sink the pink. Which is clearly another song that I can get I can get behind, but I don't know I don't know I don't know. It's not a bad album. It's not a bad album. It's just blah. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I don't think ACDC's ever released a complete piece of crap, but this album is just one of those ones that's just not memorable at all. No, no, it's 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 their throwaway album for me. It's probably their only throwaway album actually for me now now look man anything their last couple of records um i don't get excited about but it's not because they're not good albums because they are black ice was a good album their most recent album is really good it's just kind of like aging past. It's just not aging. It's past their prime ACDC where it's like it's a really good effort. 
It sounds really good. The songwriting is there. It's just kind of like, I just want to remember ACDC younger. Well, for, for me, it, it's not even the age thing. For me, it's just like, I already have so much ACDC that I love. And again, it's not that I don't think this album's a good album. It's just if I'm going to listen to ACDC, I'm not going to, I'm going to listen to the album that I, that I love. You know, like a band like that, the, the problem with a band like ACDC that has such a gigantic catalog is the fact that when they release a new album, it's not that you don't want to listen to the new album. It's unless this new album, like, and let, let me put it this way, unless they release Firepower, ACDC's version of Firepower, you're going to listen to it and say, it's good, but I'm going to go back and listen to the Razor's Edge. I'm going to go back like, and listen to Highway to Hell. I'm going to go back. Like, you know I, I mean? really like Stiff Upper Lip. He was born with a stiff, a stiff upper lip. Like that's like so. A dog cool. in high. Yeah, that dude. Safe in New York City is an awesome song yeah. too. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, I have gone on record and said that my favorite Brian Johnson album is is uh, Ball Breaker, despite the fact that it's last on everyone's list. Everyone considers it their worst album. I don't understand it. I don't either. Unless you just have a problem with Rick Rubin, and I know a lot of people don't like him, but. Dude, uh, that album's perfect. I'm sorry. There's not a weak track on it. Agreed. It's amazing start to finish. Agreed. It's recorded great. And Phil Rudd's drums are heavy as hell on that record. How, Dude. How do you not like... They're so heavy. How do you not like Hail Caesar? How do you not like, you know, like the, the title track, well, Ball Breaker? How do you not like Cover You in Oil? Like, how do you not like A Heart as a Rock? Man. Like. Dude. I don't understand it. How how are you going to listen to Flick of the Switch and say those songs are better than Ball Breaker? I, man, I don't know. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. Like, that song's, I like, mean, the, my those favorite, riffs are heavy. Like, By the way, I always liked, I always liked the song DT on Who Made Who. Uh, it's an instrumental, but it's awesome. Even um, who I mean, granted, who made who doesn't count because it's a it's a kind of almost the greatest hits up to that it point. Is. It, it has it has who made who and it has the song DT. The rest of it is just the greatest hits. Yeah, I, I have. I mean, who made who's a great song though. But oh, it's a great song. Great song. It's really hard to play too. It's deceptively hard to play. Well, in general, ACDC is deceptively hard to play. But I know what you mean. Um, there. Uh, I mean, and yeah, it's a greatest hits. It's a soundtrack. They didn't really sell it as a soundtrack. They didn't really sell it as a soundtrack. They sell it as the song and then some... A co- it's an ACDC collection of other stuff. But it's the soundtrack to Maximum Overdrive, uh, which is a, such a fun movie. Honey, this machine... Really? Hey, you know what? You said it. I'm going to say it. Honey, this machine just called me an asshole. I was going to say it too, but I figured I said the word enough times today, but... Um, that's the best line of that movie. And the fact that it's Stephen King makes it even better. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's mad at the ATM. Um, actually, I haven't seen that in a long time. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. I need to watch it. It's just awesome. It's got Emilio um, Estevez in it, too. You know what? Okay, so I don't mean to go all alphabetical on your ass. <laughs> what I got in here is your ass. Um, I, I don't, I don't want to go all alphabetical, but... I'm gonna just go in alphabetical order for the next one, because dude, balls to the wall. Except came out that year. To this day, to this day, during that song, during the bridge where you hear the, I'm like, oh, <laughs> I I kind of like you know I'm like ooh every time I hear that. I don't know what it is like. 
Yeah, but you know, during the breakdown, the balls to the wall. Doom, 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 the... And I'll be honest with you, that title track. How many people at some point in their life thought that was ACDC? Yeah. Because that, you know, that 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 middle part, the doom 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 doom, doom. and because Udo in that song sounds a lot like Brian Johnson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know, I know. A lot of people said that they always did. Um, I will say this though. There are bands, and one of one we're going to talk about, but there were bands in this era who had a string of unbeatable albums, right? Iron Maiden certainly did. The Bruce Dickinson albums, I mean, I dude, I love the first two Iron Maiden records too, but Bruce Dickinson joins Iron Maiden and you got, you know, you got some records right in a row, you know? You have Number of the Beast, you have Peace of Mind, Power Slave, Somewhere in Time, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, five records back to back that are just, come on, dude, they're unstoppable five albums in a row. If you want a band who had four albums in a row that were ball-shaking heavy metal perfection, it's Accept. You have Breaker, Restless and Wild, Balls to the Wall, and Metal Heart. Those four records in a row are legit heavy metal perfection start to finish. All four of those records are start to finish perfect albums. Dude, I mean, man, listen to Breaker. Starlight, Breaker, Son of a Bitch, Burning. I mean, and then then Restless and Wild comes out, which I think is even better. You got Fast as a Shark, Restless and Wild, Ahead of the Pack, Neon Knights, Princess of the Dawn, one of the best songs Except ever wrote. And then you have Balls to the Wall, which is a more polished album, right? But I don't think the title track is their best song, but it's the one you show people. It's the song they close with. It's the song that everybody knows. God bless you. If you want to get someone into Accept, that's the song you show them because the guitar riff is just amazing. But, dude, I don't care. Screw anybody. London Leather Boys is an amazing song. I was just gonna. I was just gonna bring that up with you. Bring that up to you about um, that your song, London Leather Boys, <laughs> which dude, it's which actually is actually about a really bikers. Good song. Like all silliness aside, it's a really good song. Dude, Head Over Heels, love it. Love Child, Turn Me On, Losers and Winners. It's just, oh, and then of course, Metal Heart after that, just, Metal Heart has like, Metal Heart, Midnight Movers, Up to the Limit, wrong, wrong is Right, Screaming for a Love Bite, Too High to Get It Right, Dogs on Leech. I mean, that's seven tracks into, in a row that just blow you away. I, dude, it, you can't say that Accept is underrated because they're not, clearly, but when people think of a string of records that are just mind-blowing start to finish. I think Except totally had that. Um, they lost their way for a little bit. I think when they hired Mark Tornillo, they put out two 
absolutely amazing records. And then it got kind of stale after that. Not Mark's fault. Uh, Mark's pretty awesome. Um, Mark Tornillo's great. Uh, he really is. He sang for a band called TT Quick from New Jersey. Um, and when he joined Accept, he was great. But, yeah, dude, balls to the wall. I, 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 I can't get sick of this album. And seriously, it's the rest of the songs, too. I mean, seriously, like, like Love Child, Losers and Winners, Turn Me On. I love those songs. Love those songs. Losers and Winners! It's just, it's good. It's awesome. Sorry for the really bad Udo impression. It's just awesome. Uh, the cover is the worst thing ever, which is awesome. <laughs> you know, like, the cover of that album is so obnoxious, it's awesome. Um... Um, that except was never known for like great album covers. Breaker looks like a Scorpions album. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. If you took the logo off of it, you'd think Breaker was a Scorpions record. It really absolutely does. Um, Metal Hearts, a stupid album cover. Much as I love it, it's literally a metal heart. Um, it, Restless and Wild fire <laughs> I mean, they're kind of dumb but balls to the wall is like i don't know who decided like let, let, let's show a hairy thigh and a grab by a guy grabbing a ball but hey man go whatever for it. you're no, into it is really an amazing album. it's an amazing album i would i would say i would go as far as to say it's one of the best albums this year I'm clearly not going to try to rank these albums. I'm not going to try to pick the best one, but just a quick glance. Okay, there's one or two that aren't metal that are amazing, but I'm not really going to count them. Uh, I'm talking like one, two, three, four, four. It's pr it's well, it's top five easy. It's a top five album, eighty three easy, easy. And if you don't believe me, because all you know, by the way, and I'll say this too, if all you know of it, not that I, I mean, look, I don't, I am not, I'm not trying to pull an Eddie trunk and I'm not challenging the, 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 the intelligence or metal knowledge of our listeners. But if you are young, actually, I mean, to be fair, we're kind of young to be accept fans. If we didn't grow up with it, we probably wouldn't be either. Um, but no, to anybody listen to the show that's younger than us, like if you know, accept just because of the song Balls to the Wall, I mean, it's a great song, but I mean, let me let me say this. If there is an album on this list that I would recommend to people who generally, generationally might not have gotten into them, dude, I'm telling you, check those four records out in a row, but if nothing else, listen to this record. It's awesome. Um, there's a couple other ones that I think are pretty amazing on this list too um one or two were kind of hidden gems um and then there's one there's a couple of like obnoxiously great albums on this list too but all right so except because it was next to acdc but it, it's a great album so I want to talk about one that's probably controversial and not metal but it's ah, it's not yeah but dude no one's gonna dislike it well, I don't know. We'll see. I'm going to say Billy Idol's Rebel Yell. And Who look, doesn't like Billy Idol, though? Dude, the, the, the best... I don't care if he's punk or not. Everybody likes Billy Idol. The best scene ever in The Wedding Singer is when 
Billy Idol stops the guy and he's like, he's like, get out of the way, Billy, you're going to get hurt. And this giant biker guy stands up wearing a rebel yell shirt and says, you don't talk to Billy Idol that way. (laughs) I got to tell you, uh, in full disclosure, and I'm not proud to admit this, I only ever saw that movie a couple years ago, and I still think it sucks, except for that scene. I mean, regardless, that scene's awesome. I don't care if you like the movie No, no, that scene is awesome. I watched the entire movie just I'm, to watch. I'm actually I mean, surprised because that, that movie seems like it would be something you'd like. So, I, 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 uh, I don't know, man. Um, I, I, I'm surprised you wouldn't like Linda. <laughs> I was, you know why dude, though? But I, dude, the the scene where the scene where like his ex girlfriend walks up to him or the chick who left him at the altar, and she and the little kid comes out and he goes, "Hi, Linda, you're a bitch." <laughs> like, <laughs> like that seems. Can like I something just throw this do. out though? It's because I can't stand drew barrymore really i like drew Billy. Barrymore. oh my god her voice makes me want to puke I, I have like a crush her on drew stupid barrymore. lisp and baby voice yeah, I, I like drew barrymore god she talks like this girl i had to stand in for when she was maid of honor who Vinny had a fling with <laughs> uh, shocker there but uh, anyway no, that's going, the girl going that back Vinny to what looked at her and said um why don't we play truth or dare? Okay. And he was like, wasn't that, like, wasn't right. that the, wasn't that the trying to catch some Z's? That was the trying to catch some Z's. Oh like, yeah. man. Yeah. Yeah. Try- yeah. So the trying to she- catch some Z's story, long story short, Vinny's like, you know, going to town. <laughs> He's going to town, right? Hitting the bed up against the, yeah, like, up against the like, wall. Like literally like the neighbors probably heard this going on. Like I was in the basement and I could hear it. Right. So, so, long story short, and by the way, this is like just after high school. Like this, so so let's let's make this clear. This didn't happen last week. The well that we know of. Well, I mean, but let's let's make this clear because the, the next part of the story, you're gonna say like, how old is this guy? Like, so this is like just after high school. So you know, the the girl was still living with her parents. All of a sudden, he hears a pounding at the door. What's going on in there? He quickly rolls over, grabs a blanket, and pretends to be asleep. The girl's dad walks in and is like, what are you doing in here? And he looks over and just like, huh? Trying to catch some Z's, man. As though her dad didn't five seconds go hearing, wha-bam, 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 wha-bam. Yeah, that's right, wha-bam, wha-bam. You know, like, like... Anyway, he's like, well, bam, well, bam, spank my hairy ass. Yeah, seriously, know? we're 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 not lifting weights in here. We're, you know, like, <laughs> like Barry Lincoln style, you know, like. Um, <laughs> so well, anyway, what I was gonna say is that that was a girl that um that got she got so drunk at her at her wedding that the 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 bride's mom asked me to do the wedding speech. I mean, that was up that anyway. So no, dude. Drew Barrymore is the worst, and her voice is the worst. I, I will respectfully it's the worst thing ever. So no, that's I, why I, I hate will that respectfully movie. disagree with you. But we don't need to go down that road. Her voice anymore. is the worst. It um, just is. I, I, go watch her stupid fine, babes fine, in Toyland fine, with, fine. with 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 uh, Mr. Miyagi fine. and uh, and Keanu Reeves. Fine, go watch fine. That. She sucks and everything. Uh, yeah. Okay. Fine. Whatever. Either way, we're not here to talk about Drew Barrymore. We're here to talk about Billy Idol. So look, the bottom line is: first of all, Steve Stevens is an incredible guitar player. Steve Stevens is probably in my look. I will call him underrated only because he's not a household name. People who know music well and know Steve Stevens know what caliber of a player he is. But he's totally one of those hired guns background guys. Now, now in Billy Idol, he's collaborated with him almost his entire career. But outside of Billy Idol, he's done a ton of stuff. 
Um, he was in Vince Neil's band for a while. He's toured with a lot of other acts. He's one of those guys. Yeah, so he's just, just one of those guys Steve where one of those guys. Who, who, we need somebody to play guitar. Call Steve Stevens. Let's see what he's doing. He's he's one of those guys that is not a household name, but everybody who ever played guitar knows who he is. Right. And you know, I mean, really. And you don't think of Billy Idol's like music as being guitar music, but he's he's in there. But you know this album. Look, oh, yeah. obviously the title track, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because yes, I know this isn't metal. But dude, I'm oh, sorry, that title album. track is awesome. In the midnight hour, she cried, "Mo, mo, mo," with a rebel yell, "Mo, mo, mo." Like I'm sorry, that that title track is insanely good. Now I know you know you get into more stuff like Eyes Without a Face, where it's more synth, like Eyes Without a Face. But dude, Billy Idol rules. I have. I think his first three albums on vinyl. I have uh, I have his first album. I have a second album. Actually, I have his first four because I have Cyberpunk too. Or no, I don't have Cyberpunk. I have Cyberpunk. I can't remember either way. I was I know I have his first four albums on vinyl. You know, including Rock the Cradle of Love, which is a great song. The video is something that uh, Duff I'm sure is, loves. Um, that's the one. With, that's the one where the girl shows up at the guy's like apartment and she starts like stripping to like the song and. He's just like looking through the blinds like you would be. <laughs> Again, though, let's be fair. The kinds of things that don't happen to us. <laughs> they happen. Or, that, would, that would be something that would happen to someone we know. <laughs> like, that would be the kind of thing that if it happened, it was because I was in the room while it was happening to somebody exactly. else. Exactly. You were in the next room while, wha-bam, wha-bam, wha-bam. And I, and I, I, know I'm, I'm, and I walk out to get a beer and go, okay. And I do the, <laughs> I do the just... You do the Homer Simpson where you just... Dude, but you did that to me one time. I know. I'll tell this story because, I, you know, I, it's it's actually not a bad story. You and I were always very... And I'm not trying to do this to, like, you know, to, to, to stroke our own egos or anything. You and I were always pretty honorable dudes. Like, we never... We were always very careful about, like... And you had a friend one time, and she was hammered. Well, actually, we're talking about the person who I had to stand right. in at her wedding. Right, so... So you and I had a friend one time, and she's absolutely hammered, and she's you know she, I'm, she's like falling over. So I'm like, all right, we're gonna take in like put you to sleep, right? We're gonna and so I take her up, I take her upstairs, and trust me when I say I had nothing but honest intentions here. I just, just take her upstairs. We're at a fraternity. Yeah, house. we're at a house so with tons of people. Met, take her somewhere that. And, you and I want to like I'm gonna take you someplace where you're not gonna fall and hurt yourself, and I'm gonna leave. Like I'm gonna put you on a couch and leave. Like. So she like pulls me and she starts like trying to make out with me. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not like you're hammered. I'm not doing this. Right. So you come upstairs, you get to the top of the stairs and see her like on like like pulling on me and stuff. You literally did the homework. Like you did the Grandpa Simpson. You walked up to the upstairs, did a complete 180 and start walking down. And I yell at you, you son of a get your ass up here. This is your friend. <laughs> So like you finally are like I did, oh I did literally just walk in you just turn right back around yeah you, you literally walked up to the top of the stairs saw what's going on turned back around and I'm like yelling at you get back here and I'm assuming your first thought was like nah man nah <laughs> nah man I, I don't go in for that sort of thing but no fi yeah finally we ended up I was like I was like we need to get her out of here so we finally took her home but that was like one of those funny stories like you said like the the grandpa simpson or the, the the homer yeah the grandpa simpson walks up sees what's going on turns around and leaves <laughs> like and i that was just one of my my worst you know one of my experiences where you know i'm like i'm like god damn it get back here i don't know if i can say that on the air who cares like 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 normally normally i would bust rex's balls for like 
turning down the opportunity, but this is one of those. No, no, dude, she was passed. Like clearly, no. Yeah, like this is one of those oper- This is one no. of those things where it was like not me being stupid. It was me trying to do the right thing. Um, yeah, it was you. It, well, it was you being like, I'm really not gonna. I'm really not gonna go. You no, know, this this was this wasn't a girl at a party trying to in- invite Rex back to watch backdraft. backdraft. This was this, this was, was somebody who was like, not in their right mind. So yeah, th- this was you being like, that's a that that that's a little I should that's a little would end up arrested for that. Yeah, kind that's of, a little. You know, that's that's a little. I'm I'm not that kind of. I'm not. I'm not. Look, you're a sleaze bag. You're not a. You're a sleaze bag, but you're not a complete and utter piece of trash. And that well, that that's yeah, what that that, that would have been me if I would have acted on that. Would have been a complete that, and utter. That's piece the kind of, of thing that could put you in prison. Let's well, yeah, that's prepare. that's the kind of thing. So, that's the kind of thing where 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 you know six months later I have somebody doing that to me. <laughs> <laughs> in, okay, in the so, behind bars. <laughs> so so let me let me throw this out because I want to I want to I want to mention the, these on the list as well. All right. So I was trying to not like rank them, right? But looking at this list there are two albums on this list that to me stand out um now the obvious great album that year is um is Metallica's Kill 'em All, right? Well, that's like probably, you know, there, there's a couple albums on here that I would say are well, giant albums. Here here's what I would say though. Metallica's Kill 'em All is a great record. I don't think it's the best album of 1983. It is the best album of 1983 now because it's the first Metallica album. What I mean that what I mean by that is because of who Metallica became and because of songs like The Four Horsemen and Seek and Destroy and like all of your favorite experiences with those album with those songs it becomes this amazing record. But I think isolated by itself as a record, it's really flipping good. But I don't think it's the best album of the year. And you know, I I mean it's it's arguable because I will say this. There's I think I can see like four albums on here, five albums maybe well, that there, that there in my are. opinion are are landmark albums for either the can bands I, or music in general. Can I if I had to pick, all right, you know what? Let's just let's just say this. If I, because I have my answer, I I I have my answer to this to this. If I were say if I were to say to you, best metal album of nineteen eighty three, what's your answer? Because mm. I have one. So I, I have a problem with this, and that's because and I'm not counting Def Leppard's Pyromania. Yeah, so that that was actually one of my sorry. One of my not, questions. That's what I said earlier. I'm like, ah, okay. Um, you know, so that that was one of my questions because to gonna me, say, me, to me, dude, it's 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 a tie between two. I'm gonna say like, I'm gonna say it's a tie probably between, and this is my opinion, and you may differ. I don't know. We'll see. I'm gonna say it's probably a tie between Dio's Holy Diver uh-huh. and Merciful Fate's Melissa. No, those are my two as well. Like. Now, for everyone that wants to jump on my nuts and say Duff is a huge Iron Maiden fan, why are you not putting peace of mind? Because the whole entire because second side of peace of mind except for the first track sucks. It 
sucks. It's five amazing songs and songs that wouldn't have made the cut for No Prayer for the Dying. I do like Still Life. I know, but like it or don't like it, it's not, it shouldn't be on the same album. Like, the last three songs on that record should not be on the same record as the rest of what's on there. It just shouldn't. And, and I mean, like, in the world of throwaway filler crap. Now, hey, look, Iron Maiden. Look at the first five songs. Where Eagles Dare, Revelations, Flight of Icarus, Die With Your Boots On, The Trooper. Look at the career of Iron Maiden. Those never left. Those songs never left Iron Maiden. Revelations. Now look, Iron Maiden doesn't play the set, same set every year. So there's only a couple of songs that are on every tour. You know? Um, and even that. I'm mean, like, you could almost always expect the Trooper. But dude, Die With Your Boots On comes and goes in sets, but they still play it today. Flight of Icarus, dude, Bruce Dickinson does dual-wielding flamethrowers. Revelations, another really big one. Where Eagles Dare doesn't get played a lot, but super famous song. That being said, Still Life, Quest for Fire, Sun and Steel, To Tame a Land. Holy crap. That album should have been an EP. I still like Still Life. Call it like I it will fight you on Still Life. But come on, it's not to the caliber of the rest of the record. Well, I mean, there's. It should have been a flipping EP. It should have been a five song EP. If Peace of Mind was a five song EP, it would have been amazing. Okay? So I like it. But Dio's Holy Diver, find something about that record that isn't good. You know what's ironic about Peace of Mind, though? It's arguably a lot of people's favorite Eddie. It is. No, everything about the record. It should have been a flipping EP is all I'm saying. Shave off the and crap. What's funny is that the only place they say peace of mind on the album is still life. Yeah. So there you go. <laughs> it's just a crap out. Dude, I'm not. I'm, 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 dude, no, look. Still life is the best of the worst. But it just, it's still, I'm, I'm sorry, dude. You can't have Revelations and the Trooper and Flight of Icarus and Die With Your Boots On, you know, and then still life. Like, I'm sorry. It, it's not a wor horrible. The other three are just crap. Um, but no, so Holy Diver, right, which is Dio just proving why Dio is Dio. Not to mention, this was Dio's first time stepping away from being in a band with other, it's him being in not other people's bands. I mean, Rainbow was a band, but let's be fair. The first album was even called Richie Blackmore's Rainbow. Yes, Dio was a huge presence in Rainbow, but it was Richie Blackmore's band. I don't care how much Dio wrote stuff. It was Richie Blackmore's band. Then he joins Black Sabbath. Holy crap. What an amazing band. But it was Tony Iommi and Geezer's band. Holy Diver comes out, comes out and it's just, Wow. And then you have Merciful Fates, Melissa. 
I th- dude, I think both of those records still still stand up today. I agree. Merciful Fates, Melissa. By the way, can I just say I love the production on that record? What I love about Merciful Fates, Melissa, is it's not raw. It's not overly polished either. It's just kind of right there. The guitar tone on that record is just so good. Why? It's not overdone. It's just like plug into a Marshall and play a riff. But it is really an unbelievably good album. Mer- uh, seriously, I'm, Melissa, and I'm, I'm glad we agree on it. Um, like, I, and again, dude, I'm not taking anything away from Kill I mean, Em All. I love Kill Em All. Objectively, I like Don't Break the Oath more. Um, I mean, objectively, <laughs> I like In the Shadows the most. Um, but Melissa is just, I mean, dude. Like, if you want to be in a band and put out a record, right? Like, if you want to be in a band and put out a first true album, I mean, I know there was Nuns Have No Fun and blah, blah, blah. But if you want to put out a first record and just blow everyone's minds, those are the two records to do. Now, Kill Em All, again, I don't think objectively speaking it was the best album that year. It was, however, the album that everyone went, what is this? You know, it really did. It got a lot of people's attentions. So maybe it is. Maybe Kill Em All is the best album of the year. I don't know. But to me, Melissa is one of those. Well, let me say this too, though. Actually, here's. A, can, I, can I say one big difference, though? Like, objectively, you like Don't Break the Oath more. When people think of Merciful Fate, Melissa is the record they think of. When people think of Dio, Holy Diver is the record they think of. When people think of Metallica, they think of Master of Puppets or the Black Album. Holy Diver and Melissa are the staple albums for two of the most, like, decorated and loved heavy metal vocalists. I mean, Merciful Fate was not just King Diamond. I mean, God, the, the the writing is amazing. The guitars are great. But again, when people think of Melissa, they think of King Diamond, um, who will go on to do great things. I mean, come on, dude. Like, Abigail, them, conspiracy, just <clears throat> mind-blowing albums. Uh, but yeah, I would... I, I will tell you that I don't know if I could pick between the two. If I had to, I'd probably say Holy Diver. Probably. I'd probably say Holy Diver was the best album of the year. But if I say that, Melissa is such a close damn second, it's not even funny. Um, It's really, really, really close. I don't know. But those are those are the two, and, and and peace of mind is just God. Make it an EP, man. Just do it, <laughs> Maiden. For the first time in your life, just make it an EP. I'll be happier. You'll be happier. You, I mean, uh. and here's the thing. Like, like, look, we're not going to go down this rabbit hole. But 
I know I have gone on record in saying my favorite song on Ride the Lightning is, is Escape. It always was. But it was a throwaway song that they put. The, it was a filler song. It was throwaway. The band hated it, right? But this record had four of them. It, again, like Still Life or not, it's a, they're all throwaway tracks. Um, all right. So anyway, so we knocked out some of the big ones. Uh, which, which is cool. Like, I'm, I'm glad we talked about those, but how, I mean, really, what else can we say about Holy Diver? What else can we say? Um, and, and Def Leppard Pyromania, dude. Look, look, I know High and Dry is the one that... They were, they were New Wobbum when they started. Yeah, they, they all, it was all through the night was New Wobbum. High and Dry, in my opinion, was when they started going that pop direction. In my opinion... Pyromania is when they solidified their sound that they would take through the rest of their career. In my opinion. Like you I mean Well, no, let, let let's say actually can we just say Def Leppard's um Pyromania is when they wrote Photograph and then wrote Photograph every time they wrote a song after Photograph. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean they they were they were the other ACDC. Every song sounded like Photograph once they wrote Photograph. What do and they don't have a problem telling you that. I've seen Joe Elliott in, in interviews say, hey, man, Photograph is kind of just like, it's just it's just a great song. I mean, he's like, you know, it was our crowning achievement. It's an amazing song. But, dude, full they're, in. They're proud of it. Dude, Photograph, Rock, Rock Till You Drop, Too too Late for, dude, Too Late for Love is a freaking heart-wrenching song. You ever break up with your woman, that's the song to listen to, in my opinion. Dude, Rock of Ages uh, I mean, dude, Die Hard the Hunter is a song that I don't think enough people talk about. I freaking love that song. I totally agree. Oh, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. <clears throat> I think Die Hard the Hunter is maybe one of the best, like, I don't know. Dude, it's Def Leppard. It's, it, 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 there's no such thing as, like, you know, underrated Def Leppard. I mean, it's Def <clears throat> freaking Leppard. Dude, but is anybody um, out there? Anybody and by the way, there? dude, is anybody can we just say, wonder? Anybody care? I love that song. Is as as pop rock as this album is. The opening guitar riff to "Too Late for Love" is metal as hell and awesome. There's a lot of metal riffs still on this. Rock, rock till you drop is That's awesome. Simple as hell. But seriously awesome. Now, Pyromania, it's, I mean, and again, well, again, what the hell? I was like, well, it's, it's rock. But <clears throat> that's why I put it in a different category because best album of 1983, like, if you want to say it's Pyromania, I can't argue again. I mean, it's a crane kick record. It really is. You know, none can defend. Like, it's that good of a freaking record. I mean, I know people might say the U2 album, but dude, no. I just didn't think it's fair to compare it to Dio or Merciful Fate or even Metallica only because it, there's metal elements to it. It's just a different... It's just an unfair comparison when it's a, when it's a rock album intended clearly for radio play. How are you going to compare... It's just, it's an unfair comparison. It just is. It's like comparing the uh, U2. It's like, well, they were kind of heavy. Yeah, fine. Um, but it just doesn't doesn't work. But 
Oh yeah, come on. And dude, I'm a I'm an unapologetic Def Leppard fan. Oh, me too. I uh and I think really up through Adrenalize and Adrenalize that album's awesome too. Adrenalize is awesome. It's the one let's that came get, after let's Hysteria, get, let's right? Get, there was let's a, get rock. Dude, have you ever dude, needed someone so awesome. bad? Have you ever needed someone so bad? Is is I I, I just I love it. I just I don't care. I don't care. That's the thing. I'm I'm the same thing too. I'm an unapologetic Def Leppard fan. Even if you want to go newer, there's a song they did now from uh like the I think the early two thousands. I love that song too. Like Dude, they don't know how to write a bad song. They don't. They never have. Now, the thing about adrenalize that you gotta realize though, is there's a big gap between hysteria and adrenalize. But adrenalize only has one guitar player on it because uh, Steve Clark died. Mm-hmm. So Adrenalize, again, it's a little different. And um, Vivian Campbell hadn't joined yet. Um, or at least he wasn't on the album. I don't actually know when he joined, but he's not only, there's only one guitar player on the album. Um, it's just Phil Collin, who I'm willing to bet didn't have a shirt on. <laughs> um he, Phil Collin is awesome. Dude, Phil Collin is awesome. He's such a badass guitar. He is a badass guitar player. I'm still waiting for Phil Collin and Phil Collins to do a side project. Yeah. And no, call it awesome. Phil Collins, but plural. You know, like, instead of Collins, like, the last name, Phil, call Phil Collin with apostrophe or, you know. Or they could be really funny and be like, Phil's calling. You know, that would have just been funny. Um, but, uh, That'd yeah, be but awesome. On, like, Phil Collin and Phil Collins. And name the band Phil Collins, but like it's meant to be the plural Collins, you know? Can I say this, though? The simple fact that Def Leppard has a bass player whose actual name is Rick Savage. Come on, dude. And their drummer only has one arm. Yeah, yeah. Um, He, uh... God. It's just... I'm seriously... I, I mean, like, you you don't... Well, dude, let's just be fair. It's like Frontiers by Journey. Um, now I will any day of the week, any day of the week, tell you that when it comes to journey for me, I am a, um, uh, I'm a big fan of the album infinity. That's my favorite journey album. Infinity was the first album that Steve Perry was on. Um, Steve uh, Perry. Yeah. I don't... Okay, so if... I don't want to go into too much Journey, but... The thing about Journey, it was a super group in the 70s, right? You had Neil Sean and Greg Raleigh left Santana. Then you had Ross Valerie, um, who looks like William H. A- William H. Macy and always did. Then you had Ainsley Dunbar. By the way, Ainsley Dunbar, he he lost a coin toss. I think it was a coin toss. He lost a coin toss to be Jimi Hendrix's drummer. Um, like they flipped the coin and the other guy got it. But so you had these four guys. They were like mega, like mega prog musicians, and uh, they put out a couple of records. And for the record, ha ha ha, I love the first. What are there three? 
I love the first three um, uh, Journey albums. And again, it was just Greg Rowley, Neil Sean, Ross Valerie, Ainsley Dunbar. Then Infinity comes out. And Neil Sean with his gigantic hair. Of course, because he's It's like mutant gigantic Oh, yeah. Oh, it's mutant-like. Oh, yeah. It's (laughs) mutant-like. Actually, here. Can I I say this? Hold on. Can I say that, or is that not, is that not acceptable? You read yeah, your message. I don't know about that. All right, I won't say. It. <laughs> I won't say. It. But I'm not wrong. So, like, here's the point. What I'm getting at is, Infinity was when uh, when Steve Perry joined, and when um, on that record, you have Wheel in the Sky, you have um, you have Lights, you have my favorite Journey song is feeling that way. Um. That's the journey. Dude, I like journey in general. It's kind of hard not to. Um, it's it's legitimately kind of hard not to like them. But um, the thing is, is what, what happened was Greg Raleigh left the band. Um, and his last album was, was called Departure. Right? That had any way you want it. Blah, 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 blah. When Escape came out. That was the album, if I'm not mistaken, it was Escape. Uh, when Jonathan Kane joined the band, Greg Raleigh left, Jonathan Kane joined the band. That's when you start getting the Don't Stop Believing, blah, 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 blah. Frontiers <clears throat> was there, you know, one of their big, famous albums because it's got separate ways on it, which, come on. That song rules. Dun, 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 but it's dun, also got the song Faithfully on it, which Jonathan Cain wrote. Um, I mean, like, as much as you don't, as much as you want to chalk 80s Journey up as just poppy stuff, it's... Good, you know what I mean. Like, you don't have to be a Journey fan; they're just good. Again, I like '70s Journey. I like Greg Raleigh Journey more than I like the Jonathan Kane "Don't Stop Believing" "Open Arms." "Open Arms" is an amazing song. It truly is. It's an amazing song. Steve Perry's vocals. You know, Steve Perry's nickname was the Voice. Um, bon Jovi gave him that name, um, but he really was. I mean, you know, when when you talk about the great rock singers of all time. I mean, you always hear Freddie Mercury. You'll always hear Steve Perry. Um, but, and again, they're not metal either. But the point I was getting at is Dio's Holy Diver, love it. But when you try to compare it to Frontiers, Adrenaline, or uh, uh, Pyromania, you're moving into the category of these are records that sold about 800 billion copies. Because they're just, those albums are larger than life. It's just, it's a different conversation. Um, do love it, though. I mean, I, 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 I do. Admittedly, though, I listen to 70s Journey. Still listen to 70s Journey. Um, I've got their first four albums on vinyl, and they're all pretty awesome. Um, uh, hey, by the way, we talked about ACDC putting out a, um, a festering turd of a record. Can we talk about someone else who put out a festering turd of a record and... <sighs> Someone's going to get their panties in a bunch over this one. Somebody. There's... Okay, let me ask you this. Before I, before we even talk about it, 
let me ask you this. Like, you and I listen to metal. You listen to a lot of punk. I, we listen to a lot of music. Like, we do. Admittedly, there are albums by bands that you and I really like. Hey, Ballbreaker, for some reason, on everyone's crap list. They're all stupid. But, I'm kidding. But, I know that there are songs... That you and I might be like, that's my favorite song by that band. And it's a deep cut that other people, it might not be one of their big songs. Or maybe there's an album that we are just really into. But there are people out there who want to say their favorite record is something. And you just know damn well they're saying it because they want to sound cool. Yeah. I know people like this. I know someone that I have spoken to in, um, uh, hold on. I've, I've spoken to people in person recently who will be like, oh, that's my favorite. And I'm like, dude, you're full of crap. It's not. Can I call BS on anyone who tries to tell me that Da Da is their favorite Alice Cooper record. <laughs> I didn't even know where you're going with that. There's gonna be some douche nozzle listening to this show who's gonna be like, I love Da Da. That's Although my his favorite best album. album. You just don't understand it. You don't understand that record. You're not, it's too cerebral for you. It's like, yeah, dude, let me ask you a question. It was 1983. All the albums in 1983 that the ladies were dropping the panties over, this wasn't one of them. Alice Cooper didn't want that. No, come on, dude. Duh, you know duh, what I mean? Duh. Like, don't try to tell me. I point this out because that the person that I'm referring to talking to recently told me his favorite Alice Cooper record was either Dada or Zipper Catches Skin. And I'm sitting there like, yeah, it's not your favorite album. You just think that I don't know yeah, what the album favorite is. Yeah, my favorite Metallica album is St. Anger. Well, it's like I was joking with you the other day that like all the, I knew all these, and I'm sorry, they were punks, but I know all these punk kids that were like, the only good Halloween is three. And I'm like, yeah, you're cool. <laughs> like, whether or not, whether or not you, it, the opinion's your own, I get it, but you're, you're just trying to be cool, and someone who tries to say that Da Da is, dude, because remember, I, 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 we're going to be, we're going to be cutting this album, or the album, um, uh, I've got to, I've got to actually fly out, uh, and, uh, so, I'm going to be in Chicago next week, and yes, I'm getting pizza, and yes, I'm getting a hot dog, but, I gotta pay. He's got to pay. So we're going to be cutting this real quick. But let me just say this. When we did an Alice Cooper episode on the old show, do you remember someone got their panties in a bunch? It was like, it was Zipper Catches Skin or Dada. It might have been Flesh the Fashion. I don't know. It was one of those albums, you know, that someone was trying to tell us, oh, that, that's their best album. Uh, Okay. And you're going to tell me that Done With Mirrors or Rockin' a Hard Place is Aerosmith's best record, too? Like, just shut up. It's not. It's not. Dada is the festering turd of a record by a great artist. I'm sorry to anyone who disagrees with me. 
but you're wrong. <laughs> anyway, so going to be a little bit shorter of an episode. Rex has got a tinkle, and I've got a lot to do because I have to fly out, um, and I haven't packed or any of that sort of thing. So we're going to wrap this one up. Don't forget How to pack some fudge. Uh, of course. Um, <laughs> what else would I be doing in a place like Chicago? <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> um, so we're going to cut this one a little short. I know we've been gone for two weeks and it's going to be a short episode, but we have this list of records from 1983 and there's a whole bunch more I want to talk about next week. So we will pick this up next week, provided there isn't something else pressing we really want to talk about because there's a lot of records. Like we, we shaved off some of the like big names but there are a bunch of records on this list that I love that might not be the first ones people think about. But there's a there's a handful, dude. Some of my all time favorite records are on this list. They just are. There's an album on this list I used to have, and we're not gonna don't say what it is. But if you know me or you've heard the show before, there's a record on this list that I used to have a license plate for. So mm -hmm. we'll talk about that. We'll talk about more next week. So yeah, there's a couple. Time, of, there's it, a couple of my favorites too. We haven't oh, gone yeah. over yet. Oh yeah. So. Again, we want to pick this up again next week. We're going to cut it a little early tonight. Again, personal stuff, and Rex has to pee. Um, and he didn't bring a he didn't bring a bladder buster. I didn't bring a bladder there. buster. I used to I used to, when our episodes used to be like four hours long. I would bring a bladder buster cup down here just so I have to pee in it. But um, I, I, anyway. I only have a few empty cans of Miller Lite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if you've drank too many Miller Lights, it's really hard to aim it. You know, and that's fine. <laughs> so uh, we want to say seriously thank you for listening. Uh, don't forget, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Heavy Metal Hangover. Reach out to us. Uh, we you know, we always get back to you, even if it takes a little while. Mind you, I am almost never on there, and Rex is. But again, we both work a lot, and so we're not always there. But we will get back to you, and we do appreciate hearing from you. That makes us feel good. We appreciate naked pictures of your old lady, provided they're consensual, not drunk and passed out. That would be bad. You're a terrible person if those are the pictures you take but you're a wonderful one if you ask her permission and she says oh yes rex and duff should see these and you send them to us then she's wonderful and we appreciate your help um otherwise thank you so much for listening we're going to be here next week i want to pick back up on 1983 got a lot to talk about and if nothing else from tonight listen to the damn new nervosa drop the needle hit play i swear to god you have if you have nuts they will shake right away you'll whip your skippy to that record i promise but anyway until next week thank you very much for listening my name is duff my name is rex and we'll see you again next week on another episode of the heavy metal Act. congratulations for actually making it all the way through this episode of the heavy metal hangover with your beer guzzling head banging hosts rex and duff <laughs>